Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity Murder Podcast. I am your host, Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What's going on? What is up, Fran? Nothing much. What's up? What's going on? How you feeling? Not a thing, man. Uh, I'm feeling, based on what I just read, I'm feeling a combination of envy and disgust. Both at the same town in Pennsylvania, there's a town in Newfoundland, Pennsylvania, that today I want to read you a brief article about something that took place today, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna pop, I'm gonna come right behind that with a nut with a question based on another piece of t- news that happened in the same mm-hmm. super small town in Pennsylvania. Okay, so let me read this for you. Today in Newfoundland, Pennsylvania, hundreds of crown-wearing worshippers clutching AR-15 rifles drank holy wine and exchanged or renewed wedding vows in a commitment ceremony at a Pennsylvania church on Wednesday, which is today prompting a nearby school to cancel classes with state police and a smattering of protesters standing watch outside the church brides clad in white and grooms in dark suits brought dozens of unloaded AR 15s into world peace and unification sanctuary for a religious event that doubled as an advertisement for second for the second amendment. So in response to all those annoying kids who have been, you know, planning, you know, to walk out of their schools and protest, you know, uh, assault weapons and going to Congress and asking them to do something about these. In response to those annoying, pesky kids, a church that is called. I'm going to say that again, just to, just to, just to be clear as how much of a contradiction that this is. The church is called the World Peace and Unification Sanctuary. And today they held a recommitment ceremony for a bunch of people that go to the church to walk in there with a bunch of AR-15s and almost just like a symbol of we we stand for the Second Amendment. Mm. And I just thought that was gross. I wanted to bring that up and say shame on those people because if you were about peace and unification, you wouldn't do a ceremony that a school right down the street is like, that's so concerning to us, we're going to cancel school today. What was it that again? In Newfoundland, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. But again, I'm not going to go down. I've seen that. a picture of it on Twitter. It oh, was so you, trending. Yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't want to go down that road. I just want to say I thought that was gross and shame on those people. But another piece of news that happened in Newfoundland, Pennsylvania today was 31 people won the lottery. Uh, they, I guess they had like a lottery yeah. pool, mm-hmm. and it was for 60. So today, $60 million was given to 31 people at this company in Newfoundland, Split Pennsylvania. Split up. 
they split it up so everybody got like uh, like uh 1.7 million dollars and i think how the lottery works is you can either take like 60 percent of that up front or you can get all of it but they pay you like a salary okay and my question to you is a which one would you do and b what would you do if you if you as a group of people won a lottery pool but you had a lottery ticket are you a good guy or like what what would so a if you were to win the lottery would you take a lump like so if you won the lottery for 1.5 million dollars would you take 700,000 straight up or would you take I'll get $5,000 a month until I get the whole 1.5 that's one and two if you and all the people at your route or mm-hmm. however that works your mm-hmm. hub or whatever station yeah. station sorry it's mm-hmm. more professional than that <laughs> <laughs> if all the people at your station won the lottery in a lottery pool mm-hmm. but you had the ticket do you think you would because you could take you could cash in get 60 million you could leave the state mm-hmm. or would you do the right thing and, and go and i will okay. follow one i would take it five thousand each month okay and that's two, definitely the smart one yeah, yeah two i would i would i would be the good guy i wouldn't i couldn't i couldn't live with that i couldn't live with just me taking the ticket and run i respect that i respect that i respect that because yeah. something like that people somebody could snap yeah, somebody could snap. Um, <laughs> I'm going to respectfully disagree. For one, if I won the lottery and I didn't have the ticket, I would probably take all the money up front because YOLO, I don't know what happens tomorrow, and I don't have kids. Sure. That you know, like true. you could pass that on to your kid, and if something happens to you, somebody could still benefit. But for mm-hmm. me, I don't have anybody to leave that money to. If I die, I want to have had my money and been able to go travel where I want it now. Mm-hmm. So that's for one. Well, two. also oh. since you said YOLO, you could die the next day. So, yeah, but still though, what if I could die the next week, and for that week I would live a great life? If I if I die well, the next way, day, though. but if I die the next day, I only got five grand. I didn't get to do anything with five thousand dollars anyway. I'd rather have, you know what I mean? Don't don't poke holes in well, my. You, well, you can't say that YOLO, but either way, you could. Uh, you could die the next day. Yeah, but like th- that's such a don't try to throw holes in my shit. I could die the next day, but like that's less likely. I'm saying like I could die within six months of winning the money. I'm not saying you can't. Uh, that's not if less I die, likely. If I die tomorrow, it don't matter if I won seven hundred thousand dollars or five. It doesn't matter. I'm dead. I don't okay, get to so enjoy how is that anyway. any different from you getting five thousand dollars each each month? You just ruined the whole game with your whole thing. It doesn't matter <laughs> what money I get. I'm dead. Let me get a little bit of time to enjoy it. All right. Even if it's $5,000, well, $700,000. Don't ruin my dream of... I'm not ruining your dream. I'm just saying I respectfully disagree. This is what I would do. You come in here talking about you could die the next day. Who why, who talks about that in a fantasy about winning the lottery? You could die the day after you win the lottery. Well, don't say anything I about... just meant like a year after. Okay. I'm saying, you. what can you do? You get $5,000 a month for a year. You know, what's that, like sixty grand? That's you. That's a nice year. You could cool, make man. that work. And I'm saying, if I... But you, I'm saying in a situation where, in my situation, I'm saying you die the next year. You could either die having made $60,000 or you could die having had $700,000 given to you up front and you went to Beijing and was riding snowboards down Kilimanjaro and all types of shit like that. Then you die and you're like, oh, but I lived. I lived, though. You know, so that's what I'm saying. You coming here with some shit about who wants to think about in a fantasy scenario, the next day, the next day you die. Either way, you can take the five thousand or the seven hundred thousand. That's the reality of the situation. It. So, okay, Mister, what? <laughs> what are you some kind of realist? Now? That's the reality. That's life. Whatever, man. So, um, so, so you would take the the stipend or whatever they call it, where you 
would get us a, a sum of money every month. Yeah, I'll tell you. Which is, that way. realistically, that's the smarter way to do it because you get the whole money. Yeah, yes. yeah so. also, but I think if you get 700000 straight up, I think you would. I probably would die. You would you would blow that. Yeah, I probably, oh, you I would blow, blow my life. I would yeah. I would be doing dumb shit if yeah. I just all of a sudden had access to it. Like, ah, quit! Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I definitely, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that would be so glorious. I was, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> First I, I day, w- somebody give you some kind of any kind of grief at your job. Like, look, we need to stay late today. You know what? You, know what? you can yeah, suck my dick. <laughs> and how about throw money in their face? How about you get the fuck out of my face? I quit. Dance I would. Out. Su- I would be such an asshole at work. Hi, I'm Mary. Every day man. I would be like, I don't need to be here. Yeah, I don't <laughs> need this job. Like, hey man, can you make uh, eight copies of this? I don't even feel like being here today. Get out of my face. They would have to fire me, and oh, I'll yeah. collect unemployment on top of that because I'm a boss. But so, you wouldn't take the lump sum, and you're a good guy. You you believe that you're a good guy, and you I wouldn't would screw just, over a bunch nah, of people. I, would, I couldn't do that. Sixty million dollars is a lot. Now we're I talking. About, now we're not I talking know. about seven hundred thousand dollars anymore. Now we're talking about you could either get twenty million dollars up front, or you can get a hundred thousand dollars a month. Either way, you could skip. That's like relocate money. That's that's like off the grid money. Yeah, that's like I don't have to see. I'm sorry, I fucked over you other thirty people that won this ticket with me. But I'm I could be. You'll never see. Even if you go crazy, you'll never see me again. Yeah, but I think if I was one of those people, it'd be like, oh, I'm going to kill this guy, definitely. Yeah, for sure. But I'm saying if I'm the guy with the ticket, I'm gone. Move to South California I, I or could. move to another country. Go to Canada. Move mm. to Canada. Move to Canada. Or I move to Thailand, where sixty million dollars is like a half a billion baht. I believe in karma too much for me to do something like that. You know something? That's a good point. You didn't have to bring karma into it. I, did, I, I, I am a believer in karma. All right, fine. I wouldn't take the money. I'd split it. I'd be a good guy too. Fine. The game is ruined. Sorry. But Did um, you hear about the um, the girl who pretended to be dead while her, uh, her dad killed? I think it was her stepmom. No. It was what? St. Louis. A four-year she girl, pretended to be dead? She, I mean, sorry. She pretended to be asleep. Oh, she pretended to be asleep while her dad killed. I think it was his. I think I think it was the stepmom killed her and her son because it wasn't his son. Oh, like she came. Is she out. a good guy? Or what are we saying? Is she? she did she like? Well, she uh, like. Are we saying like well, bad that from the article she didn't call read, the police or she well, thought he was gonna kill her? No, from the article I read that she came out. I guess like doing an altercation, and then he told her to go back into the room and go back to bed. So are we? And then he shot her. And her son, and then shot himself. It sounds like an so it was a murder. Song. It was a murder suicide. Oh jeez! Yeah. And then the, when the police got there, she was still pretending to be asleep. Oh yeah, she was probably super in shock. Yeah. Okay, then at first I was like, "Are we? Is she a bad? Is she a bad guy?" Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fucked up. No, I did not hear about that. Yeah, that sounds a lot similar to an example in my story, um, which will be coming up after we take a quick break. But um. Yeah, in case we haven't made it clear, we kind of we this is affirmative murder. This is a podcast where we talk about fucked up shit. Um, besides, you know, people bringing in guns to churches for symbolism and you know winning the lottery. Just some current events. Shout out to Newfoundland, Pennsylvania, which is oh, sounds like a fantasy land where just anything you want to do, you can do. Very white town. I would. What well, a picture to, I saw was like a lady in like a uh, a gown or something like a. Like yeah, she had a crown white. on. It was a lot of them. Yeah, they because they were doing recommitment ceremonies, like oh. you know, um, what do they call those? Like renewing your vows. Yeah, so like yeah, you've been okay. married for fifteen years. They decided we're gonna get recommitted with a gun in our arms because of something about it represents the iron of power or something, some kind of verse from the Bible. 
they all try to tie it in to make it. People use bastardized religion to make it. I I really I love people who um go by the positivity thing, the positive notions of religion, but religion usually disgusts me. The mm. the people the way people bastardize religion grosses me out because people fight over it, they kill over it, and at the end of the day, it's kind of like. Um, you're fighting people because they don't like the superhero that you like. And I think that when you boil it down to an equation like that, it's like, well, I like Captain America, but, well, I like uh, Wolverine, so I, we don't get along. It's like they're, we're, they're all fantasy characters based on a bunch of stuff that all stems from the same thing, like the Bible, the Quran, whatever the Jewish, Jewish people read, um, Kabbalah. I don't know if that's the same. That might be a different thing. But with all of those things... They all kind of say, like, be good to the people around you, mm-hmm. you know, don't steal. Don't. They all kind of have the same rules, but they just had different people write the story. Hmm. So, I, yeah, follow those great. It's, it's great to just be a good person and treat people the way you want to be treated. But to say that, oh, since you don't believe in the, in the character that I believe in, we need to go to war or hurt people or... You know, uh, God says we should have guns. God didn't say anything. God didn't speak to you. Somebody wrote that in the book. The Second Amendment was written by a bunch of stupid guys who were had syphilis and didn't have hair, so they wore powdered wigs. And we're listening to them like they were these geniuses. So don't say that it's a difference between Thomas Jefferson and God. Like, they aren't the same thing. The Bible doesn't tell you to have guns. So don't bring guns into church and conflate guns with God and that people don't like guns that they aren't as good of a Christian as you. Cause that's the kind of at the end of that logic is like, Oh, well I'm being a good Christian because I have a gun. So anybody who is opposing the second amendment isn't a good Christian. Mm -hmm. So you're not good at the religion that you follow. It's like, don't, don't conflate those two. They're not the same thing. Anyway, I'm sick of going into the gun debate. It's it's a big topic right now. Of course, you know, if, if, if anything needs to be talked about, I want to talk about, but it's just, we aren't experts. I don't. I don't care if we aren't. I don't want to get into debates because I don't care. Mm. That's the big. Like I don't care if anybody's like, well, you know, actually, a, an assault rifle isn't a type of gun. It's it just is a verb for the. I don't care. I don't care. So I. Don't, oh yeah, they call it just a rifle or something. Yeah, like it's that. like well, or people are like well, this look at this gun. This gun shoots the same way that the guns that people are trying to ban are using, but. We're not trying to ban these guns. It's like, no, how about I want to ban that gun too? Right. I, I, any gun that can, sh- I don't care if it looks like a military gun. I just don't know about guns. So that's the gun that everybody's saying is killing people. Ban that gun. But I want to ban any gun that's like, you can shoot 100 bullets in 30 seconds. Ban it. I don't care if it's an AR-15 or a PX. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. And if you want to argue or tell me something's wrong, at the end of the day, I don't care. That's going to be the end of the art. We could go back and forth for a little bit, but at the end of the day, I don't care. So, um, we're going to, ju- we're just, we're just going to jump out of that. We're going to get back to what we do here. Got you hot. Yeah. Cause I just don't, <laughs> I don't, I hate actuallys, man. I hate actually people that are like, you know, people, everybody's like, well, you know, assault rifles, they kill people. Well, I mean, an assault rifle isn't actually a type of rifle. It's a, so what, man? You know what we mean? Right. Like you know what it's they just mean? Being an yeah, like you know what they mean, though. So yeah, we're gonna jump out of that. We're gonna talk about some fucked up shit after we take a quick break. So just stay tuned. All right, and we are back. A uh, friend, I think you went first last week. Mm, yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So cool. So it is my turn to go first this week, and. 
um, a we got some good feedback about the story that you did about uh, Sam, uh, Sam Kellerman and James Butler. And, James Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I love that story, so I wanted to do a kind of sports story this week as well. And I'm and specifically, I wanted to keep it close to home because although you did call me out one day because I had on a Ravens shirt, mm-hmm. they didn't even know that. I am a Patriots fan, so I wanted to dive into the details of Aaron Hernandez's story because I didn't know the full details, and it is, even though it it can be looked at like a fucked up, like he's stupid and all this kind of stuff, it still is a tragedy. So I wanted to go, I wanted to get the full details of it because, I mean, he had a promising career and it just went completely sideways, so I wanted to get the full details. So my affirmative murder this week is the story of Aaron Hernandez. Okay, so Aaron Joseph Hernandez was born in Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, He was the son of Dennis Hernandez, a Puerto Rican man, and Terry Valentina Hernandez, an Italian woman. His father, Dennis, died in January 2006 from complications from hernia surgery when Aaron Hernandez was 16. So right on the verge of him getting recruited to colleges and all this kind of stuff and, and where, you know, you're about to really start reaping the fruits of all your labor mm-hmm. he lost his dad at 16 um according to hernandez's mother his father's death greatly affected their son he acted out his grief by rebelling against authority figures and after three very productive years at co- at the collegiate level hernandez decided to forego his senior season and enter the 2010 nfl draft and when he was playing he went to florida and he played his freshman year was during the Tebow years. So, he, Florida State? No, Florida. The Gators. Gators. Florida oh, okay. Gators. I didn't know yeah. he went there. Yeah, he went to Florida, and he played with Tim Tebow. And, oh, shit, I didn't know Well, that. his freshman year, he played with Tim Tebow. Yeah. I, I don't... Because I, I think... He might have played... A, I don't... I, I think Tim Tebow entered the draft in... Might have been 2010. You know, like, something like that. So, I think he played, like one or two seasons of his college career with Tim Tebow. So while he was at Florida, it was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. like th- like him, both him and Joe Kim Noah, around that t- that whole time of Florida sports mm-hmm. was like, Joe Kim Noah would be like, Phew. like they won't say it because they got to be, but they'll be like, Phew. those were some fun times. Like they're mm-hmm. like, oh boy, let me tell you. It was uh, <laughs> Florida back in 07, 08, 2010. It was Liddy. Woo, good time. So like it was that kind of situation. So, you're talking about a guy who was going from, you know, being on the biggest stage. They're in BCS championships. You got Tim Tebow on your team. It's the most talked about sports team in college. Tim Tebow's like the biggest college athlete ever. Mm-hmm. You're on that train of, you know, fame and attention. You ride that into the 2010 NFL draft. But he was, um, his draft stock did drop because he had failed a, a drug test while he was in college of, for weed. Mm-hmm. So he ended up getting drafted fourth, but I'm gonna go into details of that. I just okay. I, there's some stuff I know being a fan and this the story. I'm gonna jump out of it to just kind of reminisce because I mean this guy was really really good at football, right? But um, so Hernandez was drafted by the New England Patriots in the fourth round of the 2010 NFL Draft alongside teammate Rob Gronkowski. He formed one of he formed one of the league's most dominant tight end duos. So again, I'm gonna jump out for people who don't watch sports. Most teams don't run a two tight end playbook. And in 2010 to 2013, nobody was. 
So if you know who Rob Gronkowski is, he's kind of this big meathead. He was like the thunder, and, and, and Aaron Hernandez was like the lightning. Uh-huh. So people couldn't stop this combination. It really was amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Like, they were very good together. But they were rivals from the time they were young up until they got on the same team because they played the same position and they got compared a lot. Hmm. But they ended up becoming buddies because they kind of had the same sensibility and they ended up being on the same team. Wait, they came in the same year? The same year. They got drafted the same year. Rob Gronkowski went higher, but... What school did he go to? Rob Gronkowski? I don't know. Some meathead school, probably like Arizona. I think he went to Arizona. Like some some party school. I bet it was Arizona, but I don't know for sure. Um, Let's see. Uh... They became the first pair of tight ends to score at least five touchdowns each in consecutive seasons for the same team. He made one Super Bowl appearance in Super Bowl 46 in 2011. Hernandez was named a Pro Bowler, a Pro Bowl alternate during that season as well. In the playoffs, Hernandez had the longest run of the postseason, a 42-yard run against the Broncos on the Patriots' first offensive drive of the game. Hernandez helped lead the Patriots to Super Bowl 46, scoring a touchdown during the game, but the Patriots lost to the goddamn New York Giants 21-17. Eli Manning, you are a you are a moon-faced coward, and if I ever see you in the streets, I'm going to throw an egg at you. Um, Why? Because he's, he, beat he beat him twice, and oh. it's always on some, like, the first time they beat the Patriots when they had the perfect season, it was off of a helmet catch mm-hmm. by, like, David Tyree or whatever that guy's name is. And in this this year, in 2011, when they beat the Patriots, it is was some crazy. Or that was the other one? Say it again? Is this the year they won defeated? Or no, that, this year? is the second time Eli oh, Manning okay. beat beat Tom Brady. And it was off some, in the fourth quarter, they caught some crazy sideline catch. I don't even know who did it. And, it you know, the game was close, but that put them in position to win the game, and they won the game. It's always some bullshit. And Eli Manning, you are never, you will never be as good as your brother, and you are a joke. And if I ever see you in the streets, I will throw an egg in your face. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, um. So as you can tell from the things <laughs> I just said, his second season as a Patriot was very good. He he led them. You know, he was he was one of the leading receivers on the team. Mm-hmm. They went to the Super Bowl. He was a Pro Bowl. You know, participant. He had a very very good season. Uh, and following that season, on August 27, 2012, the Patriots signed Aaron Hernandez to a five-year contract extension running through 2018 mm. uh, with a $12.5 million signing bonus, which was the largest ever given to an NFL tight end, and, 40, and a $40 million total was the second largest extension ever after teammate Rob Gronkowski. So, so they, they had paid. the two highest paid tight ends in the history of the NFL on the same team. And they had him now. They would have had him now, exactly. Yeah, so, um, so, uh, yeah, pretty insane. So, some people know where the story is going, but for those who don't, I'm going to continue on. Hernandez began dating Shayana Jenkins in 2007. They had a daughter named Aviel Janelle Jenkins Hernandez. Ooh, that's a long one. I like that name. Aviel? Mm-hmm. You got a a thing for the Spanish, uh, (laughs) the, the spicy Latin passion, so, uh. That name sounds like gibberish to me. It's hard to say. Okay. Aviel. Um, it's not that hard to say. I might be saying it wrong. Uh, <laughs> it, just name her Ariel. That's a good name, too. It's like, nah. replace the V with an R. It's the same name. Nah. It's just, add, you just you're, you're biased because of the, the, the Latin passion that's put on it. It's an R and a V. You, you put V, an R instead of a V, it's Ariel. It's the same name. Mm. But you're like, mm, no, I rice disagree. and beans. Whatever, I man. But I continue. I will. Please don't interrupt me with your love of names. I don't have kids. I don't. I, don't, I can't relate to the things you feel. Come on, man. Uh, Want to hear the deeds? Come on. She was born in November 2012. They became engaged in the same month their daughter was born. That month, 
Hernandez purchased a 7,100-square-foot, four-story home mm. with an in-ground pool mm. in North Attleboro, Massachusetts, for $1.3 million. So hey. this guy's on top of the world. He's, I mean, he's, he's living a great life. Um, there, the family lived together. Uh, with the departure of Wes Welker and Rob Gronkowski having a hard time staying healthy, which this, this is, this is, these are details from when Aaron Hernandez was still playing, but coincidentally, that's still happening now. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, he might retire. It's a whole thing. Anyway. Uh, Do you made a glass? Yes. <clears throat> but big, thick glass. But when it breaks, it breaks. Um, so, yeah, with Wes Welker, who at the time was like Tom Brady's guy, he got traded to the Denver Broncos, and Rob Gronkowski couldn't stay healthy. It seemed like Aaron Hernandez was about to take on a larger role for the powerhouse Patriots football team. So, and that this sounds biased, but I don't care. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. If you're a Giants fan, fuck Eli Manning. I'm sorry. That was, that was, I don't, I'm not going back into that. But what I'm saying is, just to keep it even without being a Patriots fan, he was on a football team who had just come from a Super Bowl loss. He had just got paid a whole bunch of money. And all of the main guys were kind of shipping out or getting hurt. So it looked like he was about to become the go-to guy mm-hmm. on the best team. I mean, well, second best. They lost to the Giants. So, you know, but still, one of the best teams in the NFL, he was about to be the go-to guy for Thomas Brady, the GOAT. He, it was, everything was looking up for him. He had a bunch of money in the bank. Though He was looking to take on a bigger role for this football team. And he had just had a daughter. Life was great. Mm-hmm. However, on June 17, 2013, the body of semi-pro football player Odin Lloyd was found in an industrial park a mile from Hernandez's mansion in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. Police quickly traced evidence back to Hernandez, though the NFL star complicated matters by destroying his cell phone and surveillance footage from his home. Lloyd was dating Shania Jenkins, the sister of Hernandez's fiance Shania Jenkins, Shiana Jenkins. And on June 26, Hernandez was led from his home in handcuffs and charged with first-degree murder and five firearms violations. The Patriots announced his release less than two hours after his arrest. So the Patriots, I remember this like it was yesterday. So this was all the summer before the season, like right before the season was starting again. People already had their jerseys bought because, you know, Aaron Hernandez had just had this amazing season. And the day this happened, the Patriots cut him from the team, and they said, if you have an Aaron Hernandez jersey, bring it to Foxborough, and we'll return the money. Damn. They were like, we're getting this guy off the books completely. We don't ha- we don't want to have anything to do with this. Nobody would answer any questions. They would all just kind of say, it's a tragic situation. We don't know the details, but, you know, uh, he no longer works for this organization. Like, they moved on from him very quickly. It was pretty quick. It was pretty Wait, crazy. Wait, okay. Are you going to get to why he did it? Sure. I mean, there's okay. theories, but he... Okay, yeah, all right. Because yeah, yeah, I, I still yeah. I didn't know. Um, right. Let's see. Oh, yeah. And Hernandez was soon dropped by corporate sponsors. The arraignment provided details for the motive and evidence. Apparently upset that Lloyd had taken had Lloyd had talked with his enemies during a prior evening out at a Boston nightclub. Hernandez and two friends drove Lloyd around in a rented Nissan Altima before shooting him multiple times at around 3.30 a.m. on June 17th. So basically... He was talking to, because Aaron Hernandez was like in a, a gang. I don't know what gang it was, but he was very much, even though he had just made all this money and was on this team, he was still like living this street life. And, you know, it's like, why, though? Yeah, I had no, there's pictures of him holding guns. Oh, say I do remember, I do remember them saying that when they shot him, it was like, um, what is it the term they used? Like, um, execution stuff. Yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They, they, he shot him to kill him. That's so crazy. this guy, and, one of the I remember it very much and I ended up looking up I couldn't find 
so it got twisted in my mind after this news came out. But Aaron Hernandez, a celebration is he would make it rain. Like he would pick money up off the ground, open mm-hmm. a safe up, throw money in the sky. But one time, he scored a touchdown and he dug a he dug a grave. Like he like took a shovel, 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 went down into the grave, took money out of the grave and threw it into the sky. So I, I don't know if this is just a coincidence. <laughs> this might have been maybe the day after he. Because again, this guy was like killing people and then going out and getting 156 <laughs> reception yards and two touchdowns. So he really was trying to. He was. He was living such a crazy life. It was insane. That's like some some Simpson shit. Simpson shit. Yeah, you know how they got they be having pictures of like the Simpsons that say something to happen. Oh, like a prediction. Yeah, yeah. So this dude was just telling all along, like, yeah, like shovel these bodies. I'm t- <laughs> rest in peace. He did it like it. In my mind, what's crazy is because when I was reading the story, I was like, and I remember that like it was yesterday. And in my mind, he dug a <laughs> he dug a grave, mm-hmm. got on his knees, and then put the dirt back over the grave. Like you know what I mean, like. Grabbed the imaginary dirt that he just dug up and then recovered it back over the grave. But it, his homeboys probably was like, "Yeah, yeah you know, you popped you that motherfucker, Cass. <laughs> you blew his brains out, Cass, over over an argument. Like they got in a fight at a, they got in a fight in the club with a guy who's dating his wife's his sister. sister. Right. He talked to somebody he didn't want him talking to, or whatever happened, and he, I mean, that's like that's like some American gangster shit. That's you that's as a football you do as player. A kid. That's some kid shit. But but no, but either kid or like drug kingpin. Like it was one of the it was it's either a stupid reckless decision or the decision of a kingpin boss who mm-hmm. tolerates no disrespect. It was some Scarface shit. But you're playing in the NFL. You just signed a contract for fifty million. Right. He just the, a month after he signed a fifty million dollar contract, he's getting brought out of his house in handcuffs. Some people just can't leave the streets alone, man. I guess, but fifty million dollars is a lot of incentive to do so. I'd be like, oh, yeah. like you know, like me and sure you, me, me and you are friends, and nothing would ever come between us. But if you were a bad influence on my life, and all of a sudden I had a bunch of money, I'd be like, hey man, we can't be friends anymore. Like yeah. I, it would be the most honest kind. Of like, hey man, look, we can't be friends anymore. I can't. I don't know you anymore. I'm sorry. I just we can't be friends anymore. You're can bringing you, me down. Can you throw me a meal? I'll leave you alone. A meal? A meal. I can give you a meal. No, a meal. Like One a meal, meal to no, eat? meal, like million. A million dollars? Yeah, throw me a million dollars. I'll leave you alone as <laughs> much you want me nah, to. Cause I can't. <laughs> you making $20 million, you can't throw me a meal. Off the strength of what? You bringing me down and I want to get you out of my life? Yeah. You how, am I supposed, how am I supposed to deal with that? We've been friends for years. You're going to just kick me to the curb? If we've been, me a let meal. me check this out. We've been friends for years and you bringing guns to my house and drugs to my house. And I'm like... Look, I'm man, like, hey, cuz, you already know what it was, cuz, for this, all this came up popping, cuz. That's what I'd have been. I'd have been like that. So you would have been threatening me? No, like, I just said, don't try to change now because you get all this money. Okay. Because we I, was doing this thing before you got rich. Two fifty. Twenty fifty thousand dollars. Quarter million. No. Quarter million, get out of my face. You are a person who, <laughs> you sell drugs for a living. You're going you're gonna to get high and mighty on me? I'm offering you a quarter million dollars to go live your life? Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand dollars? Five hundred thousand. For a headache? <laughs> for a nuisance, for a nuisance on my life, you're bringing my, you're bringing me down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to further my career. I'm trying to be in GoDaddy commercials and, and and get my brand up. And you, you're bringing me down. And I offer you a quarter million dollars, and you're gonna counter offer me a half a million to go away. Five hundred thousand, half a million. This so is extortion. Can, so I can get out of my house. So I can, so I can pay, offer revoked. I can pay my other gang offer members. Cause revoked, you I, get nothing. Now. I need to pay my other gang now members. You get, now you get nothing. Now you get nothing. Damn it, dog. I, now you get nothing. Do you counter offer me if I'm trying to give you money? Now you get nothing. Leave my house, sir. Alphonse. 
Who's that? Your butler? Butler slash security guard. We have a nuisance. Hey, then, then I'm going to have to take shit to another level. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to come after This is you. why you don't get any scene? To, so look at this. To, look at this alternative reality. Come, I turn you down. I offer you a quarter million dollars. Now you go from potentially getting a quarter million dollars to you killing somebody? You, I can't be your friend. <laughs> this is why you can't be my friend. I have to get you out of here. Hey, man. If I ain't rich, ain't nobody rich. Wow, and that's how it that's is. That, that's that crabs in a barrel and mentality. I just, I just, this is why. This is why we can't <laughs> progress as a people. We, go watch Black Panther. Go watch. I, go watch Black Panther. You. You are a crab in a barrel, sir. You need to go watch Black Panther immediately. I crit walk that out. Is out a, I crit walk out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jump back into my story. I don't have time for your nonsense anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, surveillance at the industrial. So I went on. We went on a bit of a tangent there. So yeah, we're yeah. at a point now where he. There's footage of him, or the police have arrested him for murder. He destroyed his cell phone, and he destroyed footage at his home, like his surveillance cameras at his house. He destroyed all that stuff, you know, to not help the police. However, surveillance at the industrial park where um, Lloyd was found Mm -hmm. revealed the presence of the the Altima at the time of the shooting, while more footage from Hernandez's home showed him arriving with a gun shortly afterwards. So he got out of the car like, if the if the if the video if the video didn't have sound, I'm assuming he got out of the gun with like if the he got out of the car with like the gun in his hand and like shaking it around, maybe laughing like, mm-hmm. man, I killed him. That was hilarious. Oh, like, after after yeah, they, well oh, they okay. got they he didn't destroy all the footage, so oh. they had they were able to get footage of him that night r- sh- pulling up to his house and he got out of the, like who doesn't have a gun in their waistband or something like he got out of the car with the gun visible like wow. he got out of the car with the gun like. Man, maybe miming and like, man, I pow, like no mm-hmm. audio, but it's like, pow, man, I pow, I shot him and he was crying and begging me for his life. Like that's the way they frame it. When I was reading it, like you got out of who gets out of the car with the gun in their hand or even visible in any kind of way. Right. But you know, when you can, when you do dirt, you never think you're gonna get caught. So maybe he just was like, I'm at home. Who's gonna watch my my surveillance cameras? They're mine. That's crazy, man. Um, yeah. So it showed him arrive with a gun shortly after the murder. In addition, the same 45 caliber casings that were discovered at the murder scene were also found in the rented car. They didn't at- clean up? The uh, hell? This guy was living like a, like, <laughs> like a young mer- kingpin. He was like, it's my car. I think everything, but I think it was the, he had the entitlement from the money along with the doing dirt. So it was like, it's my car. I'll clean it up whenever. No, but at the, he said they found it at the crime scene though. They found... Yeah, they didn't. The no, they, no, they didn't clean up. But that's not the casings is not what did it. They oh. found the same casings in his car that matched the ones they found. That, the crime f- that matched the ones they found in the crime scene. So if he would have, I the mean, they the already car. caught him. But like, right. they found you had bullets in your car. Like what? <laughs> you know. But I think that was the entitlement of the, having the fifty million dollars of being like, man, this is my shit. Who's gonna, nobody's gonna go on my shit without permission. I'm Aaron Hernandez. Like, oh, yeah. so it's that, that's a dangerous combination of having that kind of God complex because playing sports is a fucked up kind of thing where you're basically a gladiator. Like every weekend, this guy will go out in front of 30,000 people and they would chant his name and mm-hmm. he would go into the end zone and put his hands up and, you know, like it, it, it definitely inflates your ego to live that. You know what I mean? I can only imagine Tom Brady's life. Like he probably is the most arrogant person to ever walk the earth. I mean, he is an undeniable football champion. Mm-hmm. So for anybody to, you know, be like, excuse me, sir, um, we don't have any more valet spots. He'd be like, 
Look, check this out. Go move that Fiat. <laughs> I don't go go tell the person that's in there eating that their car is getting moved. Move that car and go park my car right there in the front. I want my car parked in the front. And if you even don't even don't even make a response to what I'm saying to you, go do it or I will have you fired. Like that is the kind of power that he has. Mm. I would hope not. I would hope he's a nice I'm guy. Sure he was. But I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he was. Cause, he said Michael yeah. Jordan was an asshole. You know what? You get six rings, you can do that kind of <laughs> shit. You make Space Jam and get six rings, go. When I'm eating my steak on the, the poor end of the steak, I'm, I'm getting the basic level steak, uh, not the age wild you beef. When I'm eating my poor steak, somebody come tap me on my shoulder and they go, yeah, um, Michael Jordan says you got to move your broke boy car. Then I, here's my keys. I'm not going to do it because I'm not a bitch. Here's my keys, whatever he needs. And if it's Tom Brady, I'm can I go, I'll go move it. Can I can I see him? I'll move my car. But that's the kind of power these guys are wielding. So now you company that with like you have goons that like do your bidding. Mm-hmm. Probably was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm home now. I'm got out of the car. I'm dancing. I got a gun in my hand. Maybe <laughs> I let a shot off. Bow. You know, like yeah, man. We I don't give a fuck. I'm Aaron Hernandez. So that's a bad combination. That's nuts. Um. Yeah, so they found the forty-five caliber casings that they they were discovered at the murder scene, and they were also found in the rented car and at a condo owned by Hernandez, and that's probably where he kept his goons. You know, that's Damn. if you were if in our alternate universe, mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't even give you money. I might set you up like here, man. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Here's a place. Mm-hmm. I'll let you get a property. You can stay there. So that was probably his do dirt apartment because you know he was a nice guy. He didn't want to do dirt around his wife and his daughter, so he had a little do dirt uh, condo somewhere. That's Probably, you know, bag up the weed, got guns there and stuff. I mean, that's crazy to, to say, but, like, this is the kind of life he was living. And he would also, on Sundays, go out in a Patriots uniform and, and score touchdowns. Steve was a fraud, man. I mean, that's one way to put it. I think he might be one of the most thorough-ass guys ever <laughs> to ever exist. He 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 did it. He was doing stupid gangster shit because he loved it. That That's, like, that's extra crazy. Like He wasn't doing it because he needed the money. He was doing it because, like, I just love this shit. That's that's when I always be like, I just love never this know shit. what people, what type of person somebody is or, like, what are they doing outside, especially, like, athletes. You yeah. Know, I don't know what they're doing All these people you look up basketball to. basketball or football. Like I said, for anybody who's listening, um, this is a very sports-heavy episode. I'm sorry. But LeBron, I mean, uh, Fran is under the impression that LeBron James has never cheated on his wife. And he's been with the same girl since they were like 16 years old. I think LeBron James is a great guy. That's bullshit. I think him and his wife have an understanding. And that's who he chooses to have his kids with. And they love each other. I'm sure they love each other very much. But you're telling me the biggest athlete on the planet going to China, going to all these different cities over the night. He's not out here giving non-confidentiality agreements to these girls. He's slaying every in all these different towns. Nah. I, I find that hard to believe, bro. I don't think that, so. that LeBron James is just celibate till he gets home to his wife. LeBron of, and the King of, James. I don't think of, so. Of, of, of what? Like 13, 15 years? True nah. love, man. Yeah, so. true love, but temptation's the son of a bitch, and he—that's the true. level of temptation no, that he so. has is is astronomical. You know, he's got three rings. He sp- spends his summers on yachts with other basketball players, shirtless with, with his wife. His wife is there, not all the time. What are you? His are you his? Uh, I don't his assistant? know. You don't I know. Just... They're not always together. How you know? Whatever, man. We're getting off topic again. I've been very off topic this whole thing. I'm sorry. I love to talk sports and so about this, LeBron James. This, this was very. This was very like meeting of two worlds. So I'm sorry. Um. Uh, so I'm sorry, I got a burp. Away excuse from, you, sir. Oh, excuse me, away from Mike. Um, so now Aaron Hernandez is in court awaiting trial for this murder, right? So in the meantime of that, 
Another allegation against Hernandez surfaced. He was accused by a Florida man of discharging a weapon that caused him to lose an eye. So (laughs) this guy was really out here, man. Like this guy was really, he was the guy that would be in the club and then you step on his shoes and it turns into a thing and he would bust his gun. He wouldn't just fight you. Mm -hmm. He would like, because Aaron Hernandez was a football player. Mm -hmm. He could have beat up a person he got into altercation with and won the fight. But he was like, Nah, my gun works. Bang! From the streets. He man. was just shooting people. I mean, he was from Connecticut, but, you know, whatever. You know. Killing people, you're from the streets. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he was accused of... Uh, he was accused of discharging weapon that caused a man to lose his eye, and he was being investigated in a drive-by shooting from the previous summer. Once poised for a prominent <laughs> career... The talented but troubled athlete instead found himself facing the prospect of life behind bars. I just don't understand. The part that gets me is this guy was a phenomenal athlete. Phenomenal. I want to make that clear to people <laughs> again. I mean, this guy, we definitely would have went to the Super Bowl again this this the summer that he got arrested, that season a- after this summer, they would have definitely went back to the Super Bowl and would have been more prepared to win. Um, but, yeah, he was phenomenal. Go ahead. I, I just it's baffling it's crazy. right? I mean like you have everything going your way this would be like again to bring him up again this would be like if tomorrow was like LeBron James got arrested he shot somebody last night or something like that's even more astronomical because LeBron James is almost worth a billion dollars but it's that same kind of thing of like wow you you just ruined your life it's it's one of the things where I don't want to get off topic where today I heard that Stephen A. Smith was saying that he said that some people think there's legitimately some people out there that think that for some reason LeBron is getting better while everybody's getting worse and he's getting older. Yeah. And he was like, that's all I'm going to say. I'm like, because he doesn't if do this stupid dude, shit. If this, no, if this dude is taking some type of drug that, that people found oh, out, that like, was he, was that that's what he, what he was, was saying. That's what he was saying. He oh. didn't say it, but that's what he that's meant. That's what he was inferring. And I was like, that will be like, that shit will be crazy. I, that shit will be crazy. Yeah, but. Drugs and basketball don't really make it. That's you what still I'm saying. Put the that's ball what, in the hole. Like, exactly. That's football what I said. is different because you it's brute strength. Even though LeBron's game is based on strength, that's but, but that's what I mean. I mean yeah. that like you taking steroids or something and you playing basketball doesn't make any sense. But it's like why would you do it though? Yes. Same thing if it's Aaron Hernandez. Is like you're making millions. That's playing football. You still why, why are you out there being a thug? Like love the life, bro. <laughs> love the life. That's can't leave the same man. Can't and you have a family and a newborn daughter. daughter. Yep. Avelia or uh, Aviel, which you love that name. Um, yeah, can't leave the streets alone, man. Pretty it's sad. Crazy, man. Uh, in May 2014, Hernandez found himself facing new charges in connection with the 2012 drive-by shooting in Boston. Two men, Daniel Abreu and Safiro Furtado, were killed in this incident, which occurred a week before Hernandez began training with the New England Patriots. Mm. According, so this guy was really That's crazy. And still going to work. That's the craziest part about the whole thing is he was doing insane shootout Grand Theft Auto type things and then being like, so you want me to run a post route, Bill Belichick? All right, cool. Thank you, sir. And this guy's like, he like hanging outside. Like he just some regular ass dude. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, what are you I, I, doing? It couldn't happen now because somebody, the first murder, somebody like, is that Aaron Hernandez shooting somebody? Right. Like, it's it's insane. <laughs> um. Where was that? They died in an incident which occurred a week before Hernandez uh, started training with the New England Patriots. According to news reports, 
Abreu and Furtado had been at the same Boston nightclub as Hernandez the night of the murders. Wow. Hernandez was suspected of targeting them after they left the club, shooting them in their car at a traffic light. So they got into some kind of altercation. He was like, I bet it was something similar to a, a situation like this. They got in an altercation at the club, and they were going back and forth and yelling and all this kind of stuff, and Aaron Hernandez was like, you got it. Say no more. Y'all have a good night. And then waited for them when they left the, when the club let out, followed them, they pulled up to a light, and murdered them. This is some, like, gang shit. It's like, it, this story this is, is something old to 17-year-old kids do to each other over petty money. Like, this is not new to us, but it's still mind-blowing. It's like... It's mind-blowing that a millionaire is involved Right, and then it's in. like, yeah. this dude, I feel like, to me, I'm just making an assumption, I think those guys that he was targeting probably was like... He not gonna do nothing. He yeah, he got he got too got much. A bunch of money. He got too much to lose. You thought wrong, sir. You you were dealing <laughs> with the right one. Anybody else? If if I saw anybody on the Baltimore Ravens, because we live in Baltimore, mm-hmm. if I saw anybody on the Baltimore Ravens like out somewhere and we bumped shoulders or something like that, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Watch where you're going," I I would curse them out, right? Like legitimately, right. I'd be like, "Hit me! <laughs> oh, please hit me! Oh my God! I, oh, whoo! I'm getting I'm getting a smile on my face just thinking about it. If uh." Let me. If Joe Flacco hit me in a mall, the scene I would make. Oh, oh! I fall out. Black. The ambulance would have to come. Oh man, I would be getting paid. So you're damn right. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't think Aaron right. Hernandez would hit me or do anything to me. And I'd be like, "Fuck you," you know, because because I'm like, you're not gonna do anything. You're worth a bunch of money. Why would you be dumb enough? Mm-hmm. You, you got. You had the right one. Um. So yeah, he pulled. That he's accused of pulling up to these people after the club let out and shooting them at a red light. On April fourteenth, two thousand seven, Hernandez was acquitted of two counts of murder in the drive-by shooting of Abreu and Furtado outside a Boston nightclub on July two thousand twelve. Days later, Hernandez appeared to commit suicide on April nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. He was found hanging from a bedsheet in his jail cell and could not be resuscitated. Following Hernandez's death, a judge erased his murder conviction, abiding by a Massachusetts case law which calls for convictions to be vacated if the defendant dies before an appeal can be heard. So I'm going to break that down just in layman's terms for people out there. So basically, after he beat... So he's already in jail for murder. Mm-hmm. He didn't... That was an open and shut case. So while on in jail for that, he gets accused of this other double murder, mm-hmm. goes to trial for that, beats it but during this time that he beats this trial he was waiting for an appeal on the original murder mm-hmm. to go back to court because he thought he you know he wanted to go before a judge again and plea his case again so he beats that case a couple of days after he beats the case for the double murders they find him dead in his jail cell from suicide mm-hmm. because of a law in massachusetts if you are currently waiting to appeal a plea and you die they erase your record for that crime. So because he was going to plea for this murder, he died because of this law in Massachusetts. They go, oh, well, he was kind of in limbo since he felt like he was innocent and he was waiting to do a, to go before the judge again. He's now innocent for some so weird technically, reason. Te- he, didn't technically, he died an innocent man. Him committing wow. suicide erased the murder from his record and he beat the the double murder. Mm. So he died an innocent man by some weird controversial Boston law. Now this, uh, 
I don't think I wrote. I didn't. I didn't go into it because it was pretty crazy. But this, um, this little, this little snippet of news caused a bunch of people to go on Facebook and stuff and say that Aaron Hernandez killed himself because he knew this and that would give his daughter money. Whoa. That is false. Whoa. They thought that they thought that him killing himself and becoming innocent meant that the Patriots would have to give his give his family the rest of his contract money. Right. That's not true. That just that's not true that didn't happen it's not true but that, that was a, smart it would have been smart right. but i i'm gonna so i got some details towards the end that will explain what i think actually happened and what a lot of people think actually happened um <clears throat> the night of the, the night of his death hernandez had placed a large amount of shampoo on the floor of his cell making it very slippery according to the investigation report ligature marks were visible on his neck and there was discharge and vomit coming from his nose and mouth areas, the report states. The report also says that Hernandez's right middle finger had a fresh cut and that there was blood on his other fingers. In addition, there was a large circular blood mark on each of his feet, and John 3.16 was written on his forehead in ink. So John 3.16 is a Bible verse. I don't really remember what it was about, but he... It was a very weird death. They, he had a, a paper clippings on the wall of John sixteen, John three sixteen, mm. and he had left a note to his girlfriend or his wife, and maybe his daughter. I don't know, but yeah, he wrote John three sixteen on his forehead. Um, he had you know, like blood on his hands and all this stuff, and he hung himself from uh, the bars on his cell. Um. In September 2017, it was revealed that Hernandez had been suffering from an advanced case of chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE, um, a degenerative brain disease at the time of his death. Commonly found in football players and other athletes who participate in high-impact sports, CTE is often marked by problems with controlling aggression, mood swings, lapses in judgment, and varying degrees of dementia. Doctors said that Hernandez was found to have the most severe form of this disease they had ever seen in a 27-year-old. Damn. So, aggression, you know, making bad decisions, um, varying. There's there are so many symptoms that can be explained to the way he was acting mm -hmm. that you could attribute to CTE, and for him to be having the most. CTE and a brain of somebody that was his age that anybody's ever seen you know I'm not saying that's why I'm not saying that's why he killed those people but I'm saying if you already you know you, you're you're a football player for mm -hmm. one so you got this aggression in you you have a brain disease and you are living this gangster lifestyle where you feel like you need to impress the people around you whatever you have a, a reputation to uphold any kind of thing could set you off right and you have a brain disease that like makes you erratic so it's not insane to think that that could have played a role in the things that he did mm -hmm. um this is one big reason why i've kind of lost interest in football over the years um some people lost interest because of the protest i didn't really give a shit about the protest but years ago when you would watch a big hit in a football game like i would go oh man that's crazy right but then after learning about cte and i watched that will smith movie concussion and just what doing research and stuff mm -hmm. when i see those hits now i go like oh my god like that guy really just fucked himself up right you know so i would never let my kid play football they're saying that even at young age like pop warner ages it, it starts from there because you're, you're just rattling your brain around in your skull right, yeah so it 
it is a very dangerous sport. And if you, but what the NFL is doing, I think is very wrong because there's still the information is still out there, but they aren't really confronting the the danger and letting it be known to young people. Yeah. I think if well, you, when that movie came out, it was like a big deal. Yes, but the NFL isn't the NFL isn't backing that kind of. The NFL is like they kind of have to do it in the light ways and change the helmets well, a little have, bit yeah. and make little adjustments. For, but they for, still are denying that. Like they're saying that that evidence is like lopsided. It's it's not a hundred percent accurate. Is what they're staying with. Well, they doing that for money reasons. Exactly. But I'm saying I think that it would be more respectable for people for them to go. You know what? Football is dangerous, and you could really fuck yourself up, and you it can lead to you having a very messed up psyche. Mm-hmm. You know, as you get older. Mm-hmm. But if you still want to play football, you can make millions of dollars. Right. I think if you put that to somebody to make that choice to go, okay, well, you know. I could make a lot of money and change my family's entire life and put my kids in a better position. And I'm perfectly fine with dealing with with whatever consequences come to me when I'm 50, 40, 60 years old. I'm fine with that. But to just not be making the information clear to people and burying studies and all this kind of stuff. And people don't really know what happens when you have CTE. Mm. It's again, this was more talking around Aaron Hernandez time because mm. CTE studies have been more prevalent and the, the information is more out there. But at this time, people didn't know what they were signing up for. They didn't know about CTE. It's, it's, it's new. So I think the NFL's policy should be moving forward. These college kids, these high school kids, it should be this information should be put right in their face and let them know, look, man, CTE really messes up your brain. But if you want an opportunity to make millions and millions of dollars doing this sport, that's the that's the sign off that you have to make. And I think that that's a more fair thing than to just go, well, that that evidence is inconclusive. It, it kind of is shaky. Mm-hmm. And then these people go, well, whatever. I like football, so I'll keep playing it. I think you should let people know what they're in for potentially. Not potentially. Everybody that plays football is getting their head. It's most people that play football are going to end up with CTE. Um, so I feel like you should just let people be, let that be known to people. And I wanted to just – I have a couple um, notable people that – were also victims of um, CTE-related suicides in the NFL. Mm. So some of those people are um, Terry Luther Long, Andre Waters, Shane Dronette. Are these football players? Former football players. They're all killed. Oh, okay, former. Yeah. Okay. They all committed suicide after they retired. Um, Dave Russell Duerson, Ray Easterling, and probably most notably Junior Seau, who shot himself in the chest and coincidentally ended his career with the New England Patriots. Um, and another interesting story that I wanted people to check out if you didn't rem- if you don't remember it is a lot of people think Crispin Wall had CTE. Mm-hmm. And going back to that story that you were talking about in, in the beginning, what like I said, this is the part about the the dad killing his family and then shooting mm-hmm. himself. Crispin Wall killed his son and his and his wife and then killed himself. Killed himself, right? And then they were like removed him from the WWE like yeah. history. Like, I remember, he doesn't exist I remember hearing that on um, they did on uh, my favorite murder, and they said that. The article they read is that he had a he had a he had a brain of like a, a, a eighty year old man. Yeah, yeah. That's CTE crazy. is CTE is no joke. That's and, and wrestling and wrestling is think about it like you're jumping off ropes, you're jumping off fences, you're getting hit in the head with steel chairs, you're you know all these things. It's just as bad as 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 football is. But it's like how do you? It's like how do they even like? But up, leading up to that moment, it's like how do they? How was they even living if your brain is just fried like that? It's just like oh, I'm sure. Well, that's well, the, the way that they do it in Concussion, which is a very good movie, is they really show like um, people going in and out of different mood swings, the light giving them headaches. It's a it's a miserable existence, and that's why they think a lot of people kill themselves. So think about every day, um, you wake up, the light hurts your eyes, you have major like just mind like 
blowing headaches, like mm. terrible headaches. You lose a sense, you lose sense of time, forget things. You slip in and out of these different memories. That's scary. And that's your existence every day. Once your brain gets to that point and the effects start to take hold, every day is like hell. Your brain is turning on you. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of these, you know, these guys are like, I can't, there's not, I've taken every drug, I'm on Vicodin, I, you know, I, I can't live anymore. Mm. I'm, I'm abusing alcohol, I'm asleep most of the day because I'm, you know, self-medicating. I don't want to be alive anymore. These headaches and all of this, these things, it's driving me crazy and I don't want to be alive anymore. And that's the result of, CT, of, of CTE, you know. And also, sometimes, it can make you snap and do terrible things to people. Chris Benoit, I'm not... You, you can't say that him having a brain of an 80-year-old person doesn't correlate with him snapping and killing his whole family and then himself. Mm. It just That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Maybe there's some other like extenuating circumstances in there that maybe he had some mental health issues in his family life, but that played a role. Right. And Aaron Hernandez having the worst brain, the worst CTE in a brain of a 27-year-old person, and CTE causes aggression and, and, and mood swings and all these things, I, I just you can't write it off as not playing a role in what he did. But imagine if he would have kept on playing and his oh, brain yeah, was Oh like yeah, he was that. I mean he, he was 27, his brain who that's knows, insane. you know. So uh, you know, it, that was the story of Aaron Hernandez and again, I it's it's more of a Shakespearean tragedy. I don't think it's a tragedy in the sense of poor him, but in the sense of the grand scheme of the story, you know, a hometown boy makes good, becomes millionaire, whole life changes, has a has a daughter and is living the great life is about to become, you know, the most because fa- Rob Rob Gronkowski is a superstar. Like mm-hmm. he's on TV and everything. That would would have been in some semblance Aaron Hernandez's life. You know, he was about to become a megastar on a great football team, and then now he's dead from committing suicide in jail because he couldn't continue to live a life as a prisoner when he was living a life that you can only dream of. Mm-hmm. I think that had a I think if if I can't imagine that didn't have something to play like to do with it, where you go from yachts and mansions and you get to see your kid every day and provide your kid with all his life to now you're going to be in a cell for the rest of your no parole, no chance of parole. You're going to be in the cell for the rest of your life with a bunch of guys. You're going to have to fight sometimes. You're going to have to avoid, and you're just going to have to fight extra because people are going to be calling you stupid and you know maybe trying to extort you for money. Because you do have some money, they're gonna be trying to extort you from money. That's your life for the ever until you die. Say the hell with this. So it's like rather than do it after fifty years, I'm just gonna do it now. Either right. way, my life's over. I could let it be over in fifty years, or I could let it be over now. And he chose to end his life. So that's the tragic story, but tragic in just the just the story sense. I you know, and all the CT and everything like that. He still killed a person. But it's just a tragic story. And that's the story of Aaron Hernandez. That's my affirmative murder this week. So um, I went kind of long. I don't think we need to go into any more discussion about it unless you have anything else to say. Uh, uh. Okay, cool. Well, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. All right, folks, we're back. Fran, um, please um, tell me your affirmative murder this week. All right. My affirmative murder this week is Christopher... Scarver. Christopher Scar- Scarver. Scarver? Yeah, Scarver. Christopher Scarver. Okay. Christopher Scarver, born July 6th of 1969 in, in the Milwaukee area. 69. Is a convicted American murderer and is the second of five children and was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. 
He attended James Madison High School before dropping out in 11th grade. Mm. Scarver was hired as a trainee carpenter in a West in a Wisconsin cons, conser, conservation corpse job program. Okay. He said that he he had been promised by Edward Pats, a supervisor, that upon completion of this program he would be hired full time. But Pats Pats was dismissed, and as a result, Scarver full time position never materialized. Mm. So the guy that made the promise was gone. He so. got fired. Yeah. Uh. So it was gone. So on June first, nineteen ninety, Scarver went to West, went to went back to the um the, the training program, mm-hmm. training program office, and found Steve Loman or Loman, I guess you say his name. The sup- he is the supervisor who had replaced Edward Pats. Scarver demanded money from from Loman. I'm gonna just call him Loman. Okay. Um, Loman, when Scarver received only fifteen dollars from Loman, Scarver shot Loman in the head. Wait, he demanded money for what? Because he didn't get a job? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He shot him in the head. Yeah. He Just shot like him in the head. middle of a work day? This was... Let me see. So he went back. So I, I'm going to get to I'm gonna get to why he went ended up going back to later on. Right, right. But, but that's... I'm guessing this is the middle of the... They didn't say I it. mean, like he shot him at work is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Shot him at work. Jeez. Um... Same time he demanded money from. Oh wait, so I got this mixed up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he went there. John, the dude name is John. The the manager or site manager is called John Fan. So what happened was he went there, found this guy, mm-hmm. and it was another guy there. Okay. So he was like, um, he he need he wanted some money. Right. So as he was threatening the guy to get him some money, he ended up shooting another guy. Right. Oh whoa. He, yeah. Another guy was there. He ended up shooting him as it like like. Look, I'm serious. You, I mean what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm right. Exactly. Just, I'm as serious. an example. Shit, right. Okay. So yes. Uh, at the same time, he demanded money from the site manager, and or and then the authorities. Um, Scarver said, "Do you?" Th-, and he shot the dude, and he said, "Quote: Do you think I'm kidding, Hitler?" What? I don't. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, man! So he shot the dude. Can't just go around calling people Hitler, right? <laughs> Especially when you just killed somebody. Yeah. He said he called you, him Hitler. Yes. He said, "You think I'm? You think I'm kidding, Mr. Hitler? I need more money." So, so Scarver shot. That's a very confusing yeah. statement to say to somebody yeah. after they just saw somebody get murdered. Um, so he ended up shooting the dude four times. He shot him four times, and then, um, so the guy was able to. The guy ended up writing him a three thousand dollar check. Wait, he shot the example guy. Yeah. four times. Yeah, he shot him four times, and the other guy that he was threatening, um, was giving him gave him a three thousand dollar check. Okay. So he ended up getting away with fifteen dollars in cash. And a $3,000 a $3, check, and he got away with the dude's credit card. But that dude ended up getting away. He ended up running. The, the, the guy, guy that he that... was threatening ended up getting away. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Um, so a couple hours later, Mr. Scarver, who was arrested as he sat on the stoop of his girlfriend's apartment building, in his pockets, the police found a check, the mm-hmm. credit card, and 15, a yeah. twenty-five caliber semi-automatic pistol um, that he had used, and uh-huh. the credit card. So Scarver, a tall, husky, soft-spoken man, told the arresting officers that he had planned to turn himself in because he had no he had knew he did wrong. I don't know what he said. Quote: I don't know what came over me. Um, that's what he told um, the court-appointed psychiatric psych- psychiatrist. I'm sorry, psychiatrist. Several months after the shooting, he said, "Quote: I was never in any trouble with the law and never, never in a fight with anyone." In interviews with Doctor 
Dr. Crowley, he said that he did not want to go into a mental hospital because the doctors would turn him into a vegetable. Oh. And the voices told him that he should go to prison instead. Uh, the voices in his head? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. So, um... So, but he also offered a possible explanation. He said the voices, he said the voices he said had told him he was the son of God, and quote told me to do what I'm here for today. What is this guy's name again? Christopher Scarver. Christopher. Yeah. He said. He said. What he said. He said. He said the voices was, a f- um, was a family. A cu- <laughs> he said the voices was a family, including a woman, a man, and a little girl and boy had told him everything was going to be all right and it was meant to happen like this. Oh, God, that's so much in your head to be going on. Right. That's, that's like four people. <laughs> no. People, mental health is a, is very important. If you're hearing a family in your head, go talk to someone. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yep. So they told him that he was, quote, the chosen one. And he's the son of God. Yep, so he told him he was the, he was the chosen right. one. So Mr. Scarver pleaded not guilty by reason of mental by reason of a mental disease, psychiatrists disagreed on whether he was competent to stand trial. So, Scarver was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. He was sent to Columbia Correctional Institution in Wisconsin in 1992. Mm-hmm. While prison, he complained of experiencing... Let me see if you know this word. Miss... 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 It's M-E-S-S-I-A-N-I-C. M-E-S-S-I... What? A-N-I-C. A N I C. Yeah. Miss. M E. We gotta figure this out. M E S S I A N C S. I A N I C. Whoa. M E S S I A N I C. A N I C. So Anic. Yeah. Messianics. Delusions. Messianic delusions. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but that's how you say it. <laughs> okay. Well. You just got to phonetically, you know, right, break well, it down. Sometimes yeah, you got to break so the word down, you yeah. know. Messianic delusions. Experiencing messianic delusions. Somebody okay. somebody will tweet or whatever. Yeah, okay. Messianic. So. Guys, folks, hit us up <laughs> at Affirmative Mer 1. What the fuck is a messianic yes. delusion? And was diagnosed with schizophrenia. That makes sense. On the morning of November 28th, 1994, Scarver was assigned to a work detail with two other inmates who was also convicted of murders? Mm. Who? No, I'm sorry. Who was also convicted murderers? Okay. That worked. That work that they had to do was um, included of cleaning the prison gymnasium toilets. Oh. Yeah. So while the oh sweaty butt shits. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. So this way it gets kind of interesting. While cleaning the three, while cleaning the three inmates were left unattended by guards for about 20 minutes. Orgy time. Nah. No, no. no. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Scarver beat the beat the other two men with a twenty-inch metal bar that he removed from a piece of exercise equipment in the prison weight room. Oh. When he returned to his cell after that, the officers asked why he was still not why he why asked him why he was not still working. Um. So during that time, they asked him that they found the two other inmates. Wow. And he said that whole whole prison shut down. Then I guess. Yeah, I'm guessing oh, yeah. so. So he, he said he explained he explained to them that God told me to do it. Scarver also said that one inmate taunted had taunted other inmates by constructing sev- severed limbs with with severed limbs out of food and ketchup. So one of the inmates, wait, wait, what? So one of the inmates was taunting. Like voodoo other, doll? 
was taunting him, was taunting him and other inmates with food, but he was turning food into, into like arms and stuff like that, and he was using the ketchup as as like as blood. So like yeah, like voodoo dolls. I mean, I guess I don't know. Wait, but no, wait, no, they no. were making fun of him. No, he was taunting into other inmates with what? With le- fake, with fake with arms limbs. and bloody fake bloody arms. Yeah, just okay. You know, I'm gonna explain. It's, okay, this, I'm sorry. I want you That's to just take the. Break, inf- yeah, I'm trying to break it down while you read. Okay, I'm gonna break it down oh, at the end. Oh, okay. It's gonna get interesting. Okay. So yeah, so he was. I guess the dude was taking food, uh-huh. making like arms or legs, and then using the ketchup blood. For yeah, blood. using the ketchup for blood. Yeah. So. The one one inmate pronounced dead was pronounced dead from extensive injuries while on his way to the hospital. The other inmate died two days later after being found. So, yeah, so he was inmate. He died two days later after after the whole incident yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. It was a part of the identity. So, but Scarver also thought the victims, which are the two other inmates, were racist. Oh, and many believe that many believe that that's why he killed them. They. Both of the inmates were white. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason why he thought that was because one of his victims, whom I mentioned earlier, that they both was murderers and serial killers. Uh-huh. The first inmate was Jesse Anderson. Okay. On, who, on April 21st, 1992, the Anderson couple went to the went to a movie and dinner at TGI Fridays outside of the Northridge Mall in Northwest. Shout out to TGI Fridays. Yeah. Endless apps. Sorry. Come on, man. TGI Fridays outside the Northridge Mall in in Northwest Milwaukee. After dinner, Jesse stabbed Barbara, who was his girlfriend, five times in the face and head, and then stabbed himself four times in the chest. Wait, what? Wait, what? 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 He stabbed himself? Yeah. Oh. He stabbed himself four times in the chest, though most of his wounds were super, they said was superficial. Oh, he tried to make it look like they got, like, robbed or something? Yeah. So I'm about to... Better get in there. Okay. So um, Barbara went into a coma and died from her wounds two days later. Anderson, who was white, blamed two African Americans, mm. two African American men, for attacking him and his wife. Typical. So the other victim that he killed, uh-huh. Scarver, um, the other victims of Scarver was the famous and notorious Jeffrey Dahmer, what? whom you all know as the American serial killer and sex offender who committed the rape and murder of dismemberment of 17 men and boys between 1978 and 1991, and that most of his victims were black and Hispanic. But there was no evidence to support that. Christopher! Yeah, there was no evidence to support that, so they could not, um, so they couldn't take that as a motive to why he killed them. So, is he a good guy? Wait, no, he killed somebody to get in jail. I don't know. But he said that God told him to do it. That's what his thing was, said... It was this was he was supposed to do. God told him to do. Oh, like this is the whole. You're the guy that's been sent to kill Jeffrey Dahmer. I guess. Oh, so, that's a good movie. Yeah. So it was all God, God's plan. So. Any man, any man, yeah. So any man, so Scarver ended up receiving two more life sentences for those two murders that he committed of Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer. Life is life. He was gonna be there anyway. Yeah. He killed Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. How did he? Wait, you said the. Wait, what? So he was taunting Jeffrey Dahmer with limbs. Jeffrey Dahmer was the one that was taunting other inmates with Fake severed limb. limbs and ketchup for blood. How do you taunt somebody like that? Like, oh, look what I do. I guess. And he was like, "No, fuck that. God sent me here to do this." Damn. Okay, so do you like him? Uh, do I? Mm, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> he killed somebody. He killed uh, he two did. people. Well, one person for no well, apparent reason. He had a job lined up. Yeah. Well, also they said that um. Just I mean, don't kill his, people. His but. mom ended up kicking him out of the house, like for like for um him becoming an alcoholic. Uh, I think that, and then I think he broke up with his girlfriend or something happened with his girlfriend. I, I thought I put it in here, but I guess I forgot. So that's why he went back to that job. Mm. Was like, look, I need some money. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I yep. take it back. He still killed somebody. Yeah. I don't like you, but that's pretty badass. So Christopher Starkers? Scarver. Christopher Scarver, the murderer of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. And Jesse James? Jesse Anderson. Jesse Anderson, who did something that a lot of people do who, like, um, lose something or fake get robbed. Just blame a, a, a indescript black guy. Right. Which is, it perpetuates stereotypes, makes my life harder, makes your life harder. Yeah. Because it's just the stereotype that all black people, like, rob people and all this kind of stuff. And but that's, you know, why they, that's why they said they thought it was, like, a racial thing because... Maybe he told him why he's in jail. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But so, fuck him. And also, he was on trial when Jeffrey Dahmer got caught. So he was already in. I think he was already locked up. So he was on trial when Jeffrey Dahmer got caught. So he then, was already there when he, Jeffrey Dahmer showed up. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, sorry, but fuck Christopher Starver, fuck Jesse Anderson, fuck Jeffrey Dahmer. But big time shout out to TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays is so underrated, man. You you know you could go in there and you can get a three for fifteen situation going on a nice happy hour layered on top of that. Now you're eating apps forever and you're getting bomb ass fruity cocktails getting sent to your table. Shout out to TGI Fridays, where every day is Friday. Also they said that um they said that he probably got paid somebody said on like some some website I, I read something about some website that one of the inmates that was locked up with them said that the the guards just happened to the guards never never left Jeffrey Dahmer alone like they never oh, so they just happened to like just happened take just five to, off or yeah, go leave let them yeah, work by just themselves to, yeah and they saying that maybe they probably mm, paid Scarver to kill Jeffrey Dahmer because they said they, he, they probably, the they guards probably. never left him alone and they just happened to just leave them for 30 20 minutes alone wow mystery but this is him who do you look like um <laughs> i don't know adrian peterson like danny brown yeah he does kind of look like rapper danny brown a little bit yeah he does kind of look like uh rapper danny brown um all right wow yeah, twist man. m night Shyamalan twist i like yeah, it man. all right that was a good one so uh Again, before we get out of here, guys, I want to um, just say once again, we appreciate uh, the reviews that have been coming in. One was really funny. Uh, a review we got this week was, uh, I love steak and I love whatever else I said. I, I told people, you know, I don't, we don't care about what you say because it's whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if you like steak, go in there and tell us how much you like steak. Somebody did that. I was like, I love steak and I love this, something else. <laughs> and they were like, I haven't seen Breaking Bad yet, but still five stars and i thought that was really funny because you have to listen to it there's a little that's a reference 
So shout out to those people. We got a couple more. I don't really remember them off the top of my head. But again, it's not an ego thing. Now, if you want to tell us how great we are, we won't stop you. If you think we're great, please let us know. If you got feedback for us, please let us know. But in a, I like to live in a world where you get five stars even for effort. So don't come on there leaving one star shit. You know, let us know how we can improve. But let it be in a positive way because it's all love. Um. You got anything else to add before we get out of here, friend? Nah, my butt hurt in his chair though. Oh, like hemorrhoids or no, no, like like on the outside, but on the outside. Okay, cool. Like my cheeks. All right, cool. That's less. That's less intense then. Um, on that (laughs) note, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. On that note, you know, let's get some. Let's alleviate friend's ass, and we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Look, man. If you want to get better chairs, you buy a chair and you bring it to the studio. (laughs) These are the chairs I have. Okay, that's my nana's chair. (laughs) She's dead now, so don't you feel like a jerk? Not really. Well, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> With that being said, uh, I've been Alvin Williams alongside my partner and true crime friend, so Evans. Catch y'all next time. And uh, always be on the lookout. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.